This is Jimmy from Stroke of Luck Radio. Today I'm here with Chris Vidal. Thank you for having me in your shop. What's up, Jimmy? What's going on? Uh, not much. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. All the way from the big down under? Yep. This guy's a good cunt. Anybody can confirm that? Yeah, hopefully they can. Uh, I just w- Okay, I want to ask um, where you're from and what hip-hop means to you, because obviously it's a hip-hop show. I want to bring it back to hip hop. Bebop, don't stop. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. I was born in Greenpoint Hospital, raised on the south side of Williamsburg, a.k.a. Los Sures, and then I grew up on Church Avenue, Beverly Road. It's known as Kensington now for real estate purposes and real estate agents, but it's really known as East Flatbush back in the days. That's where my gangster comes from. <laughs> as far as hip hop, what does hip hop mean to me? It means everything to me. I'm a child of hip hop. I turned 50 on the 30th of this month. I'm born 7:30, so I'm 7:30 since birth. And uh, I think that for me, it was the voice that we needed so that we could be heard. Because everybody speaks and everybody could spit and say something, but not everybody's heard. So hip hop became a voice. It became a channel for people in the streets, people in the ghetto quote unquote people that were oppressed people that were feeling more marginalized or just people that wanted to like be creative and bring a different style of something out because from hip-hop was born so many different categories of rap and drill rap gangster rap west coast rap east coast rap i mean my first memory of hip-hop was probably self-destruction. That's when I realized that hip-hop was making a movement. When when KRS-One, Miss Melody, and all those different rappers got together and did self-destruction. It was kind of like the AIDS song with Michael Jackson and, and them, you know? like So it was our version. It was the streets, you know? like. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as hip-hop, it, to me, my first... My first experience, my first memory, I, I, my first favorite rapper was probably Special Ed, you know? I'm the magnificent with the sensational, you know, that that was like, because for, for us, hip hop was was more than just music. It was our life. You know, yeah. it was it was the way we dressed. It was the way we talked. It was the way we walked with a bop, with a bebop, with a swag, with a limp. You know what I'm saying? Like hip hop meant so much. It encompassed so much of the streets, so much of like New York street culture, music culture, hip hop. It's still like breakdancing, bebop, freestyle music. It's everything encompassed into like a voice for someone to channel and express themselves, you know? And who are some artists um, for you like growing up that, that really did that like um, sort of created a voice? Special Ed, KRS-One, uh, EPMD, and then Nas in the 90s. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking more 80s first, but then, you know, Nas came out and then Biggie just changed the whole game for me. Biggie showed like what it was to be a fat guy and still be fly Mm. you know he was on some party and bullshit you know he was cutting classes squeezing asses you know what i'm saying like that was what i love to hear about those stories like he came in kicking the door waving the four four you know what i'm saying like it's just biggie was i embodied that in in every way everything he spit and can you say like when you started uh getting into like streetwear like um uh, I th- it was never really categorized as streetwear, you know. Right. Um, I started working at A Life in 2008. Before that, I worked at Flight Club. Oh, we opened up Flight Club in 2005 on Green Street. Um, mm. So streetwear became a category a lot later, you know. I okay. think streetwear was more like Carl Kanai, Mecca, right. um, Damage Jeans, stuff like that. That identified, you know, Cross Colors would probably be a great example of what streetwear was, you know. Okay. That yeah. was a hip hop. Um, influenced brand you know and then 
all the other brands that came along, you know, uh, Sean John, Rockaware, G-Unit, you know, th those came later as hip hop wear, you mm. know, but streetwear to me would probably be like shops like Third Rail, Yellow Rat Bastard, you know, like these shops were, were focused on young designers that were bringing stuff to the streets that no one else really was at the time. Yeah. And start like uh, with A-Life, how did that begin? How did that story sort of start? Well, A-Life started in 1999 at 178 Orchard Street. Um, Rob Cristofaro, uh, Arnaud Delacole, Tammy, I would think her last name was Farnsworth. I don't really remember her last name. And uh, Tony Arcabasio. They, um, they saw that the streets needed an outlet. It needed a brick-and-mortar store to show that the source of the art is in the people itself. You know what I'm saying? Because... Mm. Music comes from people. It doesn't come from a machine. You may use a machine, but the music comes from the person, the vocalizing, yeah. the conceptualization of the song, the idea, the hurt, the expression, the feeling that comes through it. So A-Life was just put there to be an outlet for that, you know? I mean, we've done, we did concerts with everyone from Raekwon, Ghostface, Q-Tip, Moby, John Mayer, um, ASAP Rocky's first concert was in the backyard of A-Life in New York. Drake's first concert in New York was in the back of A-Life. Go, go on YouTube and look um, A-Life, um, Thank Me Now or Thank Me Later. It's my video. I mm. don't remember it. Me and Cliff Christopher, Rob's brother, the Crystal Pharaoh. Um, Nas. Nas's concert in the back of A-Life was probably one of the most legendary like concerts ever. For him to do that mm. in the Lower East Side, it was just, it was, it was epic, you know, before yeah. people were using the word epic. You know, it was 2006 or whatever it was, 2007. Um, Q-Tip and Moby. We did we did Scarface from Ghetto Boys and Living Color. You know what Living mm. Color is? No. Cult of Personnel. The first black metal group in, in the 80s or 90s that like really did something, you know? Uh, Danny, uh, uh, not Danny Glover, something Glover is in that band and a whole bunch of, you know, epic and 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 legendary dudes when did like the shows start becoming a thing at a life like uh it, you said it started in 1999 every, every like, month <laughs> yeah no the first show wasn't in 1999 the first show was yeah. probably in 2001 when um a life moved to rivington street and opened up the rivington club that was uh october 10th 2001 10 10 01 mm -hmm. was the day those doors opened i remember because um just because I remember, because I'm old and shit like that. You know? That's what happens when you get old. You just remember shit. What are some of your personal favorite shows um, at A-Life? You mentioned the Nas one. I mean, the Nas one, the Drake one, um, 3-6 Mafia was really dope. My favorite show um, was 2010 Go Green, Cypress Hill. We did a 420-inspired event, mm. you know, um, before legalization. And we gave out about 500 um, instruments, you know, joints, <laughs> cones for people to uh, enjoy themselves. Yeah. Um, we had Ninja Sonic open up for Cypress Hill. And the moment that I passed Be Real That Blunt, my blunt, and he took my blunt from me, I was like, bucket list, bingo. <laughs> I got to smoke a blunt with Be Real. How I could just kill a man. I'm heading up the boat. In, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm heading up the river in a boat. You know, Pat, that... For me, it was epic. That made me carry a hammer in my jeans and an axe later, just because I thought I was gonna do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that that would have been uh, surreal. Like, um, sort of being able to like organize um, shows like that, and then being uh, witness to these like smaller shows. Not just witness. I've videoed every show that I worked at the store for. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So in the X amount of years, we've got a bunch of videos, footage, Three Six Mafia. Like I said, Scarface. We did Ghostface and Bad Bad Not Good. We did Raekwon a bunch of times. We did Red Man. We did Prayers. We did uh, Surfboard. Uh, Nokia Princess Princess Nokia Maconan uh, yeah, This goes on and on You know like The 3-6 Mafia Was pretty legendary Because somebody Creeped up on the roof And threw a bucket of paint Down on the people That were watching So everybody got hit With like gray paint At some point That shit was crazy But they was tight I got to smoke I got to drink Out of the gas can With What's his name Pro- Project Pat Project yeah, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah Project Pat That shit was epic out of a gas can. All right. I don't know what the fuck I drank. Whether it was codeine, promethazine, aventis, this, this, that, this, that. But that shit was like, ah! That was a long time ago, and I put out a disclaimer. Kids, please don't try this at home. This is just, uh, I was under the influence of, like, really cool people. I worked at Bad Boy for two years um, mm. under Black Rob Paws, um, with Black Rob Paws, or I guess R.I.P. Black Rob Forever. Um... Got to see some really incredible shit. I was on stage when um, the locks had the t-shirts that said free the locks and Puffy stopped them from coming out that that moment. And and like I've been around them forever, you know, like every show that they did between 08 and 2000, I was there front row or behind stage with them making sure that, you know, Rob was my man. And, you know, sometimes you couldn't reach Rob. So the label would reach the person closest to him next to him or chris murray or me or his, his brother kurt you know and i would pick up the phone mm. it's about that money you know i pick up the phone no matter what um but yeah you know so we had good times you know traveling to different concerts going to different states for stuff it was pretty mm. dope you know so puffy was with uh j-lo and it was really fun yeah what I was it? in I was in fucking Club New York when the shootout popped off. I was under the fucking bar with Rob and and you could ask this nigga Fredro from Onyx. We were under the bar drinking, like going like this, taking bottles off the bar and just drinking them under the bar, till the cops searched us and let us go. Um, been in all that shit, the Tunnel Nightclub, Limelight, Palladium. Yeah, stories for days. I wanted to ask about like the '90s uh, era of hip hop. Uh, obviously, you you mentioned the tunnel. Um, what are some like uh, really like iconic uh, like live live uh, venues that you sort of went I to? I was there for hip-hop? LL Cool J when he was wearing the red mink, and they broke the doors in the front, rushing. It was girls that broke the door hmm. um, and broke the barricades. I was there for Nas's epic performance when he brought out uh, who was it? Um, Ramp, 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 ramp. What was his his uh, homie's name? Bravehearts, and all oh, yeah. that. Um, I mean, I was there for Whoa at the tunnel. There's footage of that. I was there for. I mean, I can't even so much drugs. I can't even remember. I was there. There was a half pipe one time. It was like state your business. It was Joey Ie. He's a huge producer. Um, he had a band called a group called State Your Business from Brooklyn. Mm. Um, Sean Sa, Joey Ie, um, Peter, and. And his brother Dame, DJ KO, and Sneakerhead. These are all like dudes from Brooklyn that were like killing it in the hip hop scene at the time. Yeah. You know, nonfiction, Ill Bill in them, you know, like it was hip hop is just it's it's a lot more than just like what people consider as like big stars, you know. Yeah. Hip hop is really the 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 
the battle rappers, like when Jin was on on uh, 106 in Park, that was the homie, you know? Like, hip-hop is so much more than just, like, making a song and putting it on the radio. Mm. You know, it's all about battle rap and underground and backyards and, and barbecues, you know? Like, hip-hop started at a barbecue in 1973 with, with Grandmaster Kaz, Cool Herc, and, and then yeah. which we're about to celebrate, you know? Yeah. But, um... It's hard to like classify hip hop because all the different categories that came out of hip hop because hip hop is just it's just one big label for it, you know? Mm. It's just it's just it's just ah, 